I was glad when they told me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I don't know about you, but as, um, as I was preparing last night, I'm sitting there and I'm ironing these pants and uh, these very same pants that I'm wearing. And, uh, and I was almost to the point of tears because I was just so excited to come back into the house of the Lord. So I am so glad for those that, that have joined us this morning. You guys look amazing in your masks. So give yourselves a hand. You guys look great. For those of you joining us, joining us online, thank you so much for inviting us into, uh, like Bishop said uh, in, the, in the prayer earlier, onto your bike trail, your, uh, your couch, your living room, wherever it is that you are tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, and being with us this morning. We are so, so grateful. Um, so in this series, Bishop has delivered some amazing messages. So he's, he's done a message on why love matters why joy matters, why peace matters. And if you miss those messages, that's okay. You can go ahead and go on to Facebook and YouTube and tune in and you can go ahead and play it over and over and over and over again. Because you know what? I know uh, and, and what has solidified in my heart as a parent is that we need repetition. I said we need repetition. Amen. And some of us need a little bit more repetition than others because you know what? Sometimes, right? Sometimes it's hard to go ahead and get in there and penetrate deep down. But today, um, we're going to go ahead and continue um, this series on the fruit of the Spirit um, in season with a message on patience or long-suffering. So if you would, please turn your Bibles over to the book of Galatians. And I'm going to be reading from chapter 5. If you're in the house, come, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and uh, stand to your feet for the reading of the word. And this is a theme verse for the whole uh, series. And so I, I just want to go ahead and kind of come back to that. Uh, we're going to be reading in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. When you got to say so... If you don't got it, just look up on the screen. It's right there. <laughs> it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Say love. love. Joy. Peace. Joy. We're going to repeat them all. All right, so let's do that. But if the fruit of the Spirit is love, love. Joy. joy, peace, peace. long-suffering, kindness, kindness, goodness, goodness. Faithfulness. faithfulness. Gentleness, Gentleness. self-control. Against such, there is no law. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. Father, thanking you for making a way out of where there was no way, my God. We thank you because you truly are the way maker, dear God. We thank you, my Lord God, because I know each and every one of us can call upon a time where you have made a way, my Lord God. And so for that, we are grateful, dear God, not just for what you give us, but for who you are, dear Lord. Father, I pray right now, dear God, that you, for these next few moments, dear God, that you would open our hearts, my God. Give us understanding in our mind, dear God. Give us ears to hear what your spirit is saying to us this morning, dear God. We don't want to leave this place or, or, or turn the message off, dear God. Uh, before you change our hearts. Challenge us this morning, dear God. 
Let us hear what your spirit is saying, my God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. So um, in here, when you look at, 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 the, uh, at, the, at the scripture, the portion of scripture that we're reading, um, instead of patience, it says long-suffering. And so when I was speaking with Bishop, we're, we're talking about like the differences of patience has, patience has to do with, deal with situations. Long-suffering has to deal with people. Everybody said, mm, yeah. Because you know there's people in your life that you need to practice some long-suffering with. And so when I was reading and I was studying, the Lord was really burdening me in this whole long-suffering aspect. So we're going to go ahead and focus our time this morning on long-suffering. Everybody say, long-suffering. Long Be like, so you feel it, long-suffering. That's very good. I like that. I like that. So, when I was studying, the Lord, he revealed to me deep down inside me this one thing. And that is that I need to grow in this area of long-suffering. Now, my wife tells me, she's like, although you're a patient person, you really are. But how, how many times have you, has somebody told you something, given you a compliment, and you're like, you know what? In my heart of hearts, mm, it's a little different. When I'm on my own in my own thoughts, I'm like, Ugh. But you know how it is. When you're a little kid, you can throw a tantrum, right? Nobody say nothing, right? You might get a little beat down by your parents, you know, because they can't, you got to act, right? You know, but they expect that, right? But when you grow up, <laughs> when you grow up, you can't be like on the floor throwing a tantrum. You can't do that, right? They look at you like, man, what is wrong with you? Are you crazy? You can't do that. So what do you do? You go ahead and mask like you got some patience. You got some long suffering with people. Mm. So I want you to think about this. Long suffering has to do with the condition of your heart and is displayed through your attitude and actions. Let me say that again. Long-suffering has to do with the condition of your heart and is displayed through your attitude and actions. Like I said, sometimes inside, you, man, there's a tantrum full-blown. You're a three-year-old again. You're a three-nager. You want to go ahead and kick and scream and cry and shout and all that because mm, the person getting on your nerves. On your last nerve, not the first one, not the, the last one. Mm. But you can't do that because you're an adult <laughs> or you're a big kid and you can't be throwing yourself on the floor. That's just crazy. The first thing I want you to repeat after me is this. Long suffering. Come on. Long suffering is developed as we deal with people that frustrate us. Mm, isn't that good? That's so good. <laughs> That's so good. I want you to turn with me to the book. I mean, we're all, we already there. The book of Ephesians, chapter 4. Let's see what the word says. We're going to be reading in verse 1 through 2. The Apostle Paul, he says, 
I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness. With what? With what? Oh, with long-suffering, long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Long-suffering. As I was reading through this, I was reminded of a research class that I took for my bachelor's degree. And one of the first things that this teacher said, because, you know, I bought the book, I enrolled in the class, and I'm like, okay, well, we're going to learn. We're going to go through these chapters in this book to learn how to do research and put together a research paper, right? Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. That is not what we did. The first day of class, my man said, um, the best way to learn how to research is to actually do the best way to learn research is to actually do research. research. I'm like, but I don't want to do that. I just want to go through the book and learn how to do it. I don't want to actually do it. I just want to know how. In case somebody asks me, hey, how do you research? I could be like, okay, step one is this. <laughs> step two is this. And step three is that. Boom, research. It didn't work that way. My man said, by the end of the course, you will produce a 30-page research paper. I'm like, no. Why? Can we just go through the book? Can I just learn what's in here and then be okay? I'll take a test. I'll do a brain dump and be good. That is not what he said. And that is not what the Lord does. He said, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, but then now you're going to experience and so he brings those people, those wonderful, amazing people into your life to help you to develop long-suffering. Y'all should be grateful for those people. You should, whenever those people come, you should be like, Lord, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. For bringing so-so because you love me so much, Lord. You don't want to leave me where I'm at. You want me to grow. You want me to develop in this area, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for bringing so-and-so. Now, sometimes so-and-so is at your job, right? Sometimes you so, you, so-and-so is like, you know, at the grocery store. Sometimes you live with so-and-so. That's how you know the Lord really loves you. Mm. Sometimes you pray for so-and-so to come into your life. And when they're finally there, you're like, what just happened? Lord, um, is there a return slip somewhere around? Can I just? No, it's not like that. We have to be thankful for those people. One of those people that the Lord has put in my life. It has helped me to grow is my amazing son. I love that boy. Papi, I love you. I love you. He's tuning in, so got to give him a shout out. My daughter was she's very compliant. She wanted to go ahead and do everything. My son, my son loves to ask why. But why, daddy? But why? 
Papi, I need you to get up and, and I need you to go to the bathroom, right? And I need you to brush it every morning. Every single morning. This is not new. This is not new. It's not like a new thing. You wake up, boom. What are we doing? What are we doing? No, you should know by now. We've been going through this. Papi, please go um, brush your teeth. Okay, Dad, but first I need to finish. No, no. <laughs> no, what you need to do is what I asked you to do. He liked that. He's like, no, but Dad, please. Oh, and I just get so frustrated, and I'm like, I want to be patient with him in this time. Sometimes I am. But if I'm honest, a lot of the times I'm like, I just, I, I don't know what it is. I just, ah, and, and, then, and then I lose it and I blow up. And then afterwards, I'm so, I feel so sorry, right? Because I should be patient because what? I love that person. I love him dearly. Like I would die for him. That's how much I love him. Now, you might not love the person like that that frustrates you. But we have to remember, they're made in the image of God, are they not? That's a person that Christ died for. And if Christ shows us long-suffering, right, if his spirit resides in us, like we know he does, then we should long suffer with others. Amen? This is an area in which I need growth. Chances are y'all need growth in this area too, right? Y'all were laughing because you knew <laughs> you knew it was true. You knew it was true. Be thankful for those people. If we all got along, there'd be little to no reason for long suffering. Amen? We all got along. Right? We all hold hands and do things. and Well, not now. You can be six feet away, people. Six feet away. But we'd all get along. There wouldn't be no need to display long-suffering toward one another. It'd be good. Let's look at the book of Colossians. It's so convenient. It's, just keep going, and you'll get there. <laughs> Turn a couple pages. Colossians chapter 3, I'm going to begin reading in verse 12. It says, therefore, say therefore, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved. That's who you are. In case you're wondering who you are, this is you right here. Holy and beloved. Put on tender mercies, kindness, humility. That's like half of y'all in this room, right? I'm just describing you guys right here. Meekness. And what? What? Mm, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you also must do. If you're a follower of Christ, right? The question is, are you characterized as someone who puts on long-suffering? Now, I'm not talking about what you look like. I'm talking about when it's you one-on-one, -on -one, solo with God, your heart bare and open, who are you? Is this you? 
When you deal with those people that frustrate you, those people that got on your last nerve, what's going on in here? And does it boil over to outward action? That's the question you got to answer this morning. That's a tough one, right? This one slapped me right in the face. I was like, oh, <laughs> my wife was wrong. I need more long suffering. I need that. I need that. So how do we deal with those people? What is our attitude towards them? What are our actions towards them? What is your action when they walk away? What does that look like? Are you over here complaining to the person, that, the sympathetic ear? You won't believe what so-and-so did. I can't. Blah, blah. No, I'm just talking about me, right? Y'all ain't never done that. No, because you are, right? Holy and beloved, right? That's you, <laughs> that's you guys, right? Meekness and all that. Humility. It's tough, isn't it? It's tough. Second thing I want you to repeat after me is long suffering, long suffering is, key is key to effective evangelism. Effective evangelism. Mm. First Timothy. Keep turning. Couple pages. First Timothy chapter one, verse fifteen. It says, and this is Paul speaking. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. However, for this reason I obtained mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show all long suffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. I love this last verse. I mean, I wasn't going to put it in here, but I love it. It says, now to the king eternal, immortal, invisible, to God who alone is wise, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Anytime I get to worship God and I get to go out and praise him, I, you know, I have to. I have to do it. I have to do it. Christ, as our example, displays long-suffering towards unbelievers. Christ is steadfast as he waits for people to put their faith and trust in him. So my question is, what is our attitude toward those who are not saved? How about those who argue against the faith? What is our attitude towards that? Is it an attitude of long-suffering? Or do we get all, ah, I just want to, ah, just... Beat them down with the truth that we have. We don't deliver it in love. We just go ahead and deliver it. Bam! Want to crush them because I want to win the argument. What about when you were that sinner, that unbeliever? Was Christ not patient with you? Did he not display long-suffering with you? How many times did you hear the gospel before you said, you know what? I'm going to yield. I'm going to surrender my life to him. Light bulb goes on and you commit your life to him. How many times? How many times did you hear the truth, know it was the truth, and still walk away? 
I grew up in church. I can't tell you how many times I heard that. And still, yet still, the change didn't happen in my life until later. But Christ was faithful, long-suffering through every rejection, still showing me love. So my question is, if we are followers of Christ, how, what is our attitude toward the unbeliever? I mean, look, look at Christ's attitude towards Paul, the chief of sinners. That's what he calls himself. Long-suffering, patient with him. It's okay. We'll get there. And sometimes it's hard. It is. I mean, I've, I've evangelized to several people where we have conversations and, like, you know, we, I, I go ahead and address this argument, address that argument, address the other argument, and at the end they're like, nah, just walk away. I'm like, hmm. but why? I don't know. You listen. I get you. Got to give me a reason why. Long suffering, y'all. I told you. Pray for me. I, I have a lot of growth to do in this area. <laughs> what is our attitude? We learn every single illustration and we display it to them. We go ahead and tell them, oh, man, you know, I got this track. This is the this is silver book. This is it. They read this and they're going to, that's it. Commit their lives to Christ. We invest so much time, so much effort. But what is our attitude? Is it one of long suffering? Or we just quick temper. Just, you know what? Forget it. I'm done with you. A lot of hard questions this morning, huh? I'm sorry. Not really. That's how it goes. So who is that person that you may need to practice a little more long-suffering with? Is it that person at your job that you've been evangelizing to, you've been talking to, you've been taking out to lunch, you've been, they've been on your impact list for the longest time, you pray for them, you intercede for them? Let me tell you, sometimes, some people have prayed a long time for you to get saved. Finally, you did. So you know what? Now it's your turn. It's your turn to get on your knees and pray for them. It's your turn to get on your knees and intercede for them. Just like somebody did for you, now you got to do for somebody else. That shouldn't surprise us. That should be something of like, wow, man, you know what? You're right. Absolutely right. I'm going to be patient. Practice some long suffering. <laughs> uh, you know what it reminded me of? Again, a story with my son. It's long suffering. I told you, the Lord brought him into my life to help me grow in this area, as well as many other areas. But you know, when you give your kids something to eat, you know it's delicious, right? It's amazing. But they don't like it. <laughs> when did you try it? I haven't. How you know you don't like it if you haven't tried it, right? Foot start to tap. You start to go ahead and be like, oh, I'm going to choke them out. 
I mean, I'm going to love on him. I'm going to. So, you know, recently we had a breakthrough. We did. We did. My man would not eat hot dogs for the longest time. Yeah. What little kid does not eat hot dogs? I don't, like, I don't, I don't get that. I don't get that. I mean, you know, some, some kids don't, but my kid definitely doesn't. But I'm like, man, these are sabret hot dogs. This ain't like, you know, like generic. You know, I'm grilling them, you know, make sure they're nice and juicy, right? The ends pop just a little bit, just enough, right? Slice that thing up, right? I take one to taste it, because, you know, you got to go ahead and taste it, make sure it's good, right? I'm like, puppy, here you go. It's for you. I love you. I don't like that. I'm sorry, what? I don't like that. Puppy, but you've never tasted that in your whole entire life before. This is the first time ever you've ever had it in front of I don't like that. Mm. Okay. Okay. And I got my wife over here. Aldo. Aldo. It's okay. It's okay. I got to walk away. I just got to walk away. I hadn't even tried it. So the other day, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it again. Maybe his palate is changing. It's developing, right? He's a big boy now, you know? So again, well, I sat because I got a new grill. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father's Day came early this year. So go ahead and put it on the grill. Mmm. And it's nice. It's getting nice and juicy. You start to see the little beads on top. You're like, mmm. And then it's starting to smell real good because it's all beef franks, y'all. Come on now. I'm like, all right, let me go ahead and take off the grill, chop it up. Está bueno. I said, all right, papi, here you go. Just taste it, papi. Just, just taste it. Y'all, I got to confess, I almost cried. I almost cried. I said, Jesus, thank you, Lord. My prayers have been answered. My man is eating something other than grilled cheese or quesadilla. He is, so he's like, damn, daddy, that's good. Let me go ahead and take a video real quick so that you can't tell me tomorrow I don't like that. Because you do, papi, you do. Sometimes we just got to be patient, right? Sometimes we just got to wait. We got a long suffer. You just got to go ahead and travail through it. One day, somebody might surprise you. And then I felt foolish. What's I getting so worked up about? Why is he getting so mad? Why? You think that was loving towards him when I was yelling at him? Tell him, you better eat this. Hmm. I got a witness over here. It's terrible, right? 
I mean, it's never good when you speak through, to somebody through gritted teeth. I'm just saying. I love you. That, it just doesn't sound the same, right? What's that, you know, I'm worked up for? Nothing. Nothing. It's important that we display long-suffering to those that we are still trying to witness to, that we're trying to evangelize. Don't worry. It'll be okay. The third point. Repeat after me. Fruit bearing is contingent on having and maintaining a relationship with Christ. This includes long suffering. Mm-hmm. That fruit bearing includes long suffering. So in order to bear the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control, you must first be saved, right? If you are not connected to the vine, the true vine, you cannot produce the fruit of the vine. It's impossible. If you're not connected to the vine... You can't produce the fruit of the vine. It's impossible. You have to make a commitment. John 15 is clear. We cannot bear fruit in and of ourselves. We must be connected to the vine, the true vine, which is Christ Jesus. And the Father, God the Father is the vine dresser. So when we are connected to the vine and we produce fruit, right, this fruit of the Spirit, the vine dresser, because I had to look up what a vine dresser was, because I'll be honest with you, I didn't know what that was. I was like, wow, that's cool. I like the, the word used there, but I have no idea what that means. So what it means is a vine dresser comes along and prunes, right, the fruit-bearing branches. For what? So that it doesn't produce fruit? No. So that it produces more fruit. So sometimes God wants to go ahead and prune you. You're producing the fruit, but it's like, hey, there's more. My wife tells me that I'm patient, right? That I'm long-suffering with people, right? But I know that there is more. So here comes my son, right? The instrument of the Lord to come prune me to produce more fruit. And not just my son, but, you know, others that I deal with in different places. I'm not gonna go ahead and name those places, but just know that there are different places where God has brought so graciously, so graciously brought these amazing people to come and help me. And it's funny because these are people that frustrate me. Notice I said people that frustrate me, not frustrating people, right? Because guess what? Guess what? You're that person in somebody else's life. Yes, you are. <laughs> I know. Listen, you're amazing, beloved of the Lord. I get it. I get it. But you are that person in somebody else's life. When you come around, they're like, Hey, how are you? <laughs> because you're an adult, right? Because you got to be, it's great to see you. 
Nowadays, it's much easier because you're wearing a mask everywhere you go. You're like, Ah, fruit bearing. So what I was talking about earlier, I thought it was somebody that was flowing in this, that this was like just bubbling outside of me. And I'm like, man, this is so good. But then when I sat down and I was like, man, I was reading through this and I was studying, I was like, then I was thinking of all, because you know how it is. You start thinking about one thing, you're like, oh, man. Oh, and I missed it there. Oh, and I missed it there and there and there. I got a lot of misses. A lot. And so you're like, wow, God, truly this is an area in which you are calling me higher, that you want to produce more in me and from me because it's dealing with other people, right? I mean, if we say that we are born of the Spirit, right, that, that we are in the Spirit, we're baptized in the Spirit when we give our lives to the Lord, right? If we say that, then this is the type of fruit that we should be producing in our lives. This should be abundantly productive in our lives. And if it's not, then we got to ask ourselves, why not? And commit to the Lord and say, you know what, Lord? Mm, I got to be honest with you. I need growth in this area. And then when those people that frustrate you come into your life, embrace that moment and say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, because you're not done with me yet. I still got some growing to do. Long-suffering is one of the characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit that I think we all could use a little more of, and some of us could use a lot more of. It's hard to come off as kind and tender when you're short-tempered. <laughs> it's really hard. However, we cannot depend on our own efforts alone. We have to yield to the Spirit of God and ask him to increase in us so that we can grow in this area. That's good stuff, right? I want to close by asking you two questions. What is your treatment of those that frustrate you? What's your attitude towards them? And second, what is your treatment of those whom you are trying to evangelize that aren't yet ready to cross that line? What's your attitude? What's your treatment of them? Are you long suffering with them? Tough questions. But like I said, if we've put our faith and trust in Christ, right? We've surrendered our lives to him. Realize that, Lord, I can't do it without you. He forgives our sins, does he not? He cleanses us. He makes us white as snow. He puts his spirit inside of us. He empowers us to live like this. That's why it's impossible to live like this without him. There's no reason to. Somebody frustrates you, you cut them off. You're done. But God calls us higher. Why? Because A, that's a child of God, or B, it's a potential child of God. So either way, 
Either way, long-suffering has a role. Amen? Amen. Come on and stand to your feet with me. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I come before you, dear God, just thanking you. I thank you, my Lord God, because you love us with a love that we can't even understand. We thank you, dear God, because you never, ever, ever give up on us, dear God. We thank you, my Lord God, because you have enabled us to walk worthy of the calling with which you called us, dear God. To include long-suffering, dear God. Father, I pray, dear Lord Jesus, as we call to remembrance those people that we haven't shown long-suffering towards. Number one, I ask, my Lord God, that you would forgive us, my Lord. Forgive us for being nasty. Forgive us, dear God, for having those attitudes towards them, dear God. I pray, my Lord Jesus, that we would view them differently, dear God. I pray, my Lord God, that when those situations arise, dear God, when we deal with those people that frustrate us, dear God, I pray, my Lord Jesus said, that you would call to remembrance, dear Lord God, this message. That we would be patient with them, dear God, that, that we wouldn't get angry, my Lord God, but that we would show them grace, just as you have shown us grace, dear God. I also pray, dear Lord Jesus, for those people that we are trying to evangelize to. I pray, my Lord God, that we would show them long-suffering. My God, I pray that we would intercede for them, dear God, that we would not grow weary in our, our plea for them, dear God. Help us to be timely. Help us to be loving in our delivery of truth, my God. We want to grow, dear God. We want to be there, those, dear God, that bear much fruit, dear Lord. So help us, dear God, to position ourselves in a manner that you can work in us, my Lord God. And not just in us, dear Lord, but through us, my God. We want to be your children, dear God, and we want to represent you accurately, dear God. We want to carry your glory, dear Lord Jesus wherever we would go, dear God. Help us to be more like you. Father, I pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen, amen. Come on and put your hands together for Jesus.